What is up, ladies? Oh, sorry about this. There oh, had to bow, be a, bow, 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 bow. there had to be a fail somewhere. What is uh, up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? My name is Jade, and I'm joined by my very good friend and esteemed podcast partner, Simon Anderson. What's up, Jay? What's up? Glad Simon, to be back. Feels good. It's been a little minute, and I was in the back end of the podcast, and you know, setting up for today as we do. Eight months since the last one. Wow. Rough. It's been a while. Yeah, that's a, that's a bit of a break. <laughs> Sorry to all our loyal fans who've been waiting this long. So really good to be back, and because it's not a Wednesday, and Simon and I have been talking about. Um, bringing this back on a regular basis in a different kind of way. Uh, we've come up with the name This Is What We Know. Simon, what are your reflections? Well, this is what I know. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a different world since the last time we did a, a little bit of a podcast like this and just um, stuck <laughs> inside my house again. So some things haven't changed, but gosh... It feels good to be in front of the camera again, talking yeah. to you. Keen to get into the nitty-gritty details of some topics. So, a lot of things have changed, but some things haven't. Simon, I do have a question of the day, and we were we were on for our briefing just before. I didn't even mention it. Do have one. Um, on my end, I've also got a bit of a discussion around the Tesla bot, and I'm really... <laughs> I'm really excited about this for the fact that this could be the future of disability support, Simon. That's an interesting thought. Keen yeah. to get into that. Yep. Also, for me, I'm going to be, um, rather than me sort of talking about it, because this is me admitting I need some help, I found a really good video that sort of dives into the Taliban situation and lets us all know what the hell is actually going on there. Simon, what have you got for us today? Uh, I've just got a couple of uh, links, some articles and um, some stuff from the States and back home, just to just to start a bit of a conversation. Uh, and then, of course, some, some COVID-related related stuff, just because we can't not talk about it. It's, um, it's everything at the moment. So just a couple of topics to, to, to um, start off the discussion with, yeah. Nothing so, too, nothing too spectacular. No, sounds really good, and and I might hijack the situation for a second. Simon, what are today's daily numbers for New Zealand? Do you know? Being the twenty second of August at the time of recording, uh, do you have the them new... with you? Oh, I was looking at the before off the top of my head. I think it's around new twenty new cases, or twenty in Auckland and one in. Um, in Wellington, something like that. I think that's what we're we're running at today. The daily total. Shall I whip it up quickly? Would you mind that just to ver all, just to verify for the people at home and the people that will join us in the chat what our current situation is? Yes, I was correct with the twenty one new community cases of COVID nineteen in New Zealand. So the total today is because you said new uh, cases. Just wondering what the total is. Ah, uh, the total number of community cases is now 72 as of 
36 p. Oh, that's yesterday. Okay. Newest. That might be all they have, to be fair. Mm. I was looking at old news, maybe. No, I think that's right. 20 today. Okay. Okay. So, I'd love us to be talking about um, COVID first up. And Simon, thank you for the detail that you're going to bring to the show today around that. But before we get into the nitty gritty of everything today, are you keen for the question of the day? I'm excited. I haven't had a question of the day in a long time. <laughs> All right. So here it is. So the question of the day is, Ronald Reagan was famously quoted as saying, the most terrifying words in the English language are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. What did he mean? Hmm. That's a great question. You've really stepped it up. <laughs> uh, do you want me to go first? Yeah, please. Alrighty. Um... I, I know you've only just seen it, so it's kind of raw yeah, yeah, and yeah. hardly fair, but... Yeah, no, happy to spitball. No, the thing is, I've, I've, I don't think I've heard this quote before, but I like it. So, um, if you've got to get into the mind of Ronald Reagan who said it, and uh, I guess his opinion is that, that the government should provide as little help as possible to the public. Um, mm, I'm not sure yeah. he no, means no, well, that. No, okay, no, but I'm still going. So what I think is that the the government shouldn't be the the person to help um the people out of situations, right? It's the he he that quote there is saying that the government's coming there and they're saying to help they're trying to help you. It's usually not ain't gonna end up in your best interests. It's uh, like there's always going to be a, a cost, an opportunity cost of receiving government help and it's usually you're paying for it that, that that's what i think he's trying to say when he, when he said that i really like that and um if i was to obviously i wasn't there when he said it <laughs> this was a while ago but i'd be asking <laughs> questions but um but um for me i i think what he means is that um it's the wrong way around to be thinking. A, a lot of governments gear policies and laws to ensure that you're providing resources for them. And, and I think people are still kind of waking up to that. Like I was having a conversation with Hannah. Hannah's not here today, but... Can she, I crash? Do you want to crash? You've got an apron on? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Older. I said the magic word and then she comes. <laughs> so yeah. Hannah and I were speaking like last night and I was reflecting. I don't, I don't have hard sources on this, by the way, and we can definitely bring it for another show, but I was reading somewhere that schools were literally developed by uh, industry in the industrial age to ensure there were workers enough for them to make money. Absolutely. And actually, nothing much has changed about the configuration of schools. Like, this is going to turn into a personal rant, I suppose. But if I look at, 
my expectations for my daughter's education, the the schools aren't delivering at all. What what I want her to be is inquisitive. I want her to be challenging. I want her to be taking blank pieces of paper and creating and, and absorbing art and culture. Like the number crunching and all that um, could almost be seen as irrelevant, Simon. We, we have calculators. We have Google. You don't need to memorize who was the Prime Minister of New Zealand in the 1980s. You Google that, it's done. Retained information is irrelevant. What's not irrelevant is developing solutions and being creative. And ethics and morals and principles and values. Oh, those and things. things like yep. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so parents are, are responsible for ensuring their little humans become good citizens, but... It's just a matter of fact that the current schooling model, kids spend the majority of their life at school, which means schools have a responsibility to make sure they spit out responsible kids. So they can't just stick to cold, hard uh, curriculum and, and learning. They need to make sure kids uh, foster good, um, what do you call, soft skills and emotional intelligence while they're at school as well, would you say? Re reading is obviously good. Reading is obviously good, and, and, and a handle on mathematics is obviously useful. You're not going to catch me on stream saying you don't need these things, but I don't think you need to be in a formal setting anymore to get that education. Like, like we have so much uh, intelligence on servers available on your laptop that you don't need to sit in a room with people you don't like for six hours a day anymore. You can get that information anywhere. And, and if my if my daughter wanted to be one of those people where you needed really defined skills, like she wanted to be a scientist or she wanted to go work at SpaceX, obviously you've got to step up your understanding of those things and that's fine. I'm not saying school's bad. I, we, we just need to appreciate where schools came from and they weren't for your benefit they were no. they were for the benefit of industry and i'm so glad uh that we agree on that simon you got a comment and yeah then, uh, doco hey doco it's been a while so how else can you get the kids out of the house to have respite i mean that's a different conversation actually simon where do you sit on the school as childcare sort of framing? It depends, man. Like, you get such a varied experience depending on what school you go to. Some of them are, like, glorified daycares or even uh, youth detention centres, right, if a school's that bad. Um, but, I mean, like, if you're, going to a, if you're going to a private school, there's no way that's, that's daycare. It could just be daycare that you're willing to pay heaps for. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, like some kids go to private ass schools and do terribly and just don't even engage. That is expensive daycare. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. So, Simon, th thank you for entertaining the question of the day. And for anyone 
who's on the stream uh, right now. I might just throw it up again. So the question um, of the... Sorry. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. So the question of the day we have today is... Ronald Reagan was famously quoted as saying the most terrifying words in the English language are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. What did he mean? So if you have any thoughts around this and you want to share with the team today, uh, please drop it in the chat and we'll be happy to discuss. Now, now that we've got that out of the way, Simon, we will... Now I'll be talking about COVID. Was there anything Ooh. you wanted me to be putting on the screen for you? Um, yeah, well, if you want to start with the COVID stuff, let's just go straight to that link. And um, this, we'll start there and I'll start <laughs> talking once it's aired up there. Real fast. Doco says, I'm from the government and I'm here to help myself to your money. It's exactly what I said, Simon. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. So, di just in chronological order. Uh no, the no, so the the uh, COVID one's the last link. Oh, the sorry, man. Are, are you able to put it in my Facebook DM? Because I'm wired into the cameras and can't look at the chat. Oh, righty. Am so, I, if I am, um... <laughs> my bad. Because okay. I started there. No, you're right. If so I can, just to let of... you guys know, yeah. um, still work. Yeah. While Simon set up, um. I had one thing to say about COVID is that, you know, um, through different videos, people have been mocking New Zealand for going into a new straight up lockdown. Um, but really, I think I look forward to what Simon has to actually say about that. Yeah, I'm just checking on... Yeah, you can tell we've come back after a long while. I okay. have messaged you. Yeah, I got that. You want, you want me to throw that up on screen? Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you, Is it a whole thread? It is a... I can just... It's a couple of... Yeah, it's a couple of... Um, yeah. Posts in oh. a thread. Okay, cool. Just give me two seconds and I'll run that for you. So Simon, do you just want to talk to it while I'm pulling everything up? Yeah. Okay. Um. I guess like the start of it. Okay. I'll start with the context of the post. This this guy who's posting these links and screenshots on Twitter. One of his close friends was what he considers coerced by his job into getting the vaccine, and then a few days later died of a heart attack like quite young and so this guy's got quite a vested interest in in um following the news about the the um the adverse reactions from people getting vaccinated and and trying to see what sort of patterns there are oh let me just get so i can see it there we go um I'm not sure how super readable this is going to be sorry if you click if you click on like that to make it the uh, oh, the pictures. I, no, uh, um, yeah, just go on the pictures and go through them one by one. Oh, uh, yeah, then, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's better. Um, so, this is reputable news 
outlets uh, reporting uh, increased numbers of adverse reactions and growing concern. Like people were getting banned and um, and abused and doxxed and um, fired for like saying things like this. Um, not that long ago, definitely last year. You know, if you were talking about um, injuries and stuff from vaccines, you, you, that was just not considered part of the okay discussion topics. Now it's like this window is sliding. Do you want to just like kind of keep going through them? Yeah. Um, on to the next one. Uh, so we'll go oh, to oh. the yeah. Rouse's one. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, the we don't have the Moderna vaccine, thankfully, right? We, or, is the <laughs> Pfizer, or is Pfizer and Moderna the same thing? No, yeah. no, no. Moderna is way different. Totally different company, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right, yeah. So, I mean, thankfully, this isn't us, but this is something that's so common, like, there's, and it's only the young people that it's affecting as well. Like, you, the, the heart information isn't stuff that's happening to the older generation. It's the people in their 20s and 30s getting, like, irreparable heart information um, and heart conditions from taking the vaccine that's supposedly safe and, like, has got the biggest public um, safety push in the most recent I can uh, think of, you know, like, when has it ever been a public cause that had, that's had this much unified, um, I guess, force behind it? Um, it yeah, the menstruation changes. Like, there's so many people who are, um, who would want to have um, children after getting vaccinated, and now they're having menstruation issues like that would be super worrying like i would as a woman i as soon as i would see people saying that that's a possible symptom and if i was interested in having kids i just wouldn't really take that risk yet um to get vaccinated the chances of you dying from that from that disease that flu is a lot lower than the chance of you hurting your chance at having kids by taking it that's what it seems like for me Simon, you know the weird thing? What's that? We could actually get banned just for throwing these articles up. Yeah, and and, <laughs> and just echo just echoing what yeah. these articles have said can get us banned, even though like I said at the start, they're from reputable <laughs> news sources. Like there's gotta be a time where people have to kinda just stop and say, Okay, let's make sure we've got the full picture of what's happening to these people before we vaccinate way more other people um like, like we talked about this before the show so I understand that you are happy to talk about it but um mm. did you did you want to let the people at home know like your current vaccination status um yeah, I've been vaccinated for lots of stuff, like, um... Oh, uh, just talking about yeah, this. Like, yeah, I know, uh, I know, I know, I know, I know, I, know. I, just, <laughs> this is, I was just volunteering. I've been vaccinated for lots of stuff, but I have not been vaccinated for COVID yet. No, I'm free of the vaccine. I plan to wait. Um, I, I live a very risk-free lifestyle. Uh, I'm quite healthy as well. I'm, mm. I'm in the very privileged position of being able to wait, um, coupled with... Uh, the ability to look at what's out there and realize that the risk versus reward isn't there for me to get vaccinated. 
you also like I'm not going to dox you or anything, but you have that you have the kind of role where you'd you don't actually require physical contact. Um, physical contact would be a, like a choice and an option for your work. It's not actually required though. Yeah. No, I definitely don't expose myself to people other than my colleagues very often. Yeah. I don't really expose myself to anyone. Oh, <laughs> 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 well, I haven't even had a chance to say hello to Hannah, who's just kind of slept. Uh, Hi, Simon. I, hello, Hannah. I, well, you, just you see, slept, I tried to keep her in the just... kitchen. Look, like I got the whole apron thing. <laughs> Didn't work. That's right. As long as dinner's not disrupted, I'm sure I sh Hannah can stick around. <laughs> Um, so for me, Simon, um, y you know, because I understand you've had quite a hard time with with your stance on uh, the COVID vaccine. Um, I'm I'm willing to say that I've made the decision not to get it, and um, I actually have a bit of a backstory though. So, you know how you said you had all your childhood ones. Yep. I think I told you this in a previous episode. I found out last year, so my, I'm 36. I found out last year my mum never took care of any of those. And you just skipped them all. And uh, my the the thing was my my grandmother sort of said to my mum, you know, he's already got a lot of shit going on with his cerebral palsy. Do we really need to be pumping them full of chemicals? And, and basically, my mum was like banned from giving me vaccines. Intermediate school, however, with the measles, mumps, rubella, I had all those. Mm. Yeah, but I did not have my infant child vaccines, apparently. And my mum actually, she kills over laughing about it because... I was in such shock about the whole thing. Like, I couldn't actually believe it. I thought she was, like, pranking me or something. But she's dead serious. <laughs> dead serious. I haven't had my childhood vaccines. And look at you now. <laughs> I'm alright. Kind of still disabled, yeah. but alright. <laughs> yeah, but that was before the vaccines as well, so you can't say it caused... <laughs> so, so, thank you for... Um, highlighting sort of sort of the global reaction to the vaccines are you surprised that we're in level four no um it kind of links into like the other stuff i have linked um for the discussion for today like yeah give me another the, one there's... sorry i caked it with leaving everything in discord oh, yeah, i should have i should have actually been onto it a bit better <laughs> there and um um Okay, we're going to jump around to get to where we were just then, but we'll go with it. Another one? Yeah, and should just pop through. There we yeah, go. Got it. Let me... Another Twitter link. Yeah, I just need a minute to pull no that worries. up. But this is, this is um, the topic of cyber warfare just for a second. Before we get to... Um, well, that is a bit of a... That is a bit of a sideline. <laughs> Cyber warfare. All your but, assignment, I got up. Oh, yeah. 
Um, are you able to, like, click on it? Yep. Oh, okay, yep. Sorry. That's alright. Yeah, yeah. So, what this is, is, um... This is cyber warfare. Uh, leading to economic collapse is the next move. Cyber polygon is event 301. So, this is, um... An ev uh, what do you call it? A simulated event document run by, um... What is it? The World Economic Forum. And it basically talks about what they expect to happen over the next coming months is um is a lots of cyber warfare attacks and um and it, there's like uh, ones at home or what well i don't know that's just it's just because that's that's all the, the that's how you control the um everything at the moment yeah yeah the the supply chains the the governments it's all it's all through online networks but i guess that's what that document talks about maybe a little bit why but that it's just their predictions and then if you go if um if you go out of the image and scroll down to like his one of his replies oh scroll up a little bit this one the world economic yeah. forum yeah 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 so that's it there um but then what he's linked to on the right hand side there's that tweet by jennifer it says you know he's got um biden says he gave putin a list of 16 things that are off limits for cyber attacks on critical infrastructure like you see, you're saying Biden gave Putin a list of things and said, "Hey, um, <laughs> hey, Putin, you bad guy, don't, 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 don't attack these things. Make sure you don't attack these." Yeah, yeah, psychology. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and what happened is like, um, oh, I think it's it's in the top post. If you close out of the image again, out of that post, um, there's been like a a recent attack. Oh, there you go. So that. That post by Jackie where it says breaking thread. The State Department has been hit by a cyber attack. So this was this is the today, right? So this is so this wow. is this guy who finds a report, talks about oh, they're 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 saying they're preparing for cyber attacks. It's going to happen, and then it happens. It's, um, it's 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 frustrating when this kind of thing happens because the world shouldn't really work like that, right? Like. We shouldn't really be able to see things coming. Mm, mate. Mm. Like, what do you think? Like, it almost seems like they're they're predicting it or planning it. If you were to put your tin for your hat on. Yeah, it's almost it's almost like you wanted it to happen. Got and I've just put. Yep. I've just put the third link in there. That this is where I wanted to go with the level four stuff. Okay, um, let me just switch link. out. Let me just switch out because I don't need to show people my Facebook. No. So we're circling. We're circling back to COVID and level four here. So I just wanted to use those. That link as a bit Set of a. The scene? As a yeah, as a comparison as to what's happened in New Zealand with level four. So there, like in the states, that guy found a bit of a. A document of a simulation at the World Economic Forum, you know, one of the organizations that is considered as shaping global economic policy and the landscape, runs runs a simulation of of um, cyber attacks, and then they start happen, start happening, and then this article is something that I saw pumped all over, like the news, not just this one in particular, but things like it, you know, for the first the previous few weeks before this case came like and what also happened is i started getting it from like 
people in my life saying, oh, so-and-so is a police officer and he's been working at the hospital and the doctors were saying that they're preparing for level four or, um, you know, I started hearing Chinese whispers as soon as these articles started coming out and then, like, with right on cue, we go into level four and I hate, it just really, it, like, tells me something's not right when things happen so what's considered, like, to script. Like, I just... Well, how is the police officer getting going into a hospital and the, the, the hospital saying, oh, we think we're going into a level four next week? I, I think I said to you in one of the previous streams, like, you know our borders are not closed, right? Yeah. You know that, don't you? Like, that's not a thing. There are... There are planes coming in and out the entire time. Uh, the yeah, para Parala Paralympic team just left. Like, I, I have love for the Paralympics. Like, I'm not trying to mm. hate, but they left. It's supposed to be in a lockdown. If it's so level four, how, how come we have all this mobility? And why is it only the citizens that, that are getting locked down? COVID-19 has nothing to do with me. I'm not mm. a traveller. I've never been to China. Y y you know, if I was a traveller, fine. You know, lock, lock me down. But we don't do it that way. We lock the citizens down. And everybody who wants to be moving around, we let them move around. And we arrest you if, if you just want to be outside doing your gardening. Yeah, a professional sportsman, the international pol politicians and businessmen, they can still get around if they need to, but we're the ones who pay the price if things go wrong. Amazing, Simon. And I, I think you said up front, the, the latest information you have to hand is 22 new cases today. No, 20, 21. 21. 21. As always, yep. we are not claiming to be an official source on health information. Uh, if you'd like to know more about the New Zealand situation, please visit covid19.govt.nz. Hey, this is just what we know, eh? This is just what we know. <laughs> so, Simon, anything else you want to add? Um, just while we're talking about COVID, have you seen any footage of the protests and... Uh, and various locations the stuff in australia is a lot more hardcore than what's happened in new zealand yeah they're gonna be in lockdown for a little while <laughs> yeah the way they're protesting does part of you want to do that though like well, i mean yeah like, of course if you didn't work for a like social service would you actually want to be out there if 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 i wasn't worried about people ruining my life if i was associated <laughs> with this specific like um cause i wasn't even, it's not even like a political cause just a specific situation and you in opinion a, you, it's a liberty uh, cause yeah exactly it is it's, it's a good way to put it it's a liberty cause people are saying like oh take a look around this like real human rights violations happening all around the world and like yeah they are I saw a pretty cool, well, not cool, I saw a pretty poignant post, I guess, from this guy talking about all these different um, 
atrocities that are happening around the world in the last month, like earthquakes, um, uh, massive storm events, government unrest, all that kind of stuff. And he was using it as a way to talk to people who were expressing that they feel like their rights are being violated. And it said that you need to consider how that comes across when you're speaking from such privilege and how it's not going to be effective when you're trying to convince other people that your rights are being violated when you're acting like a victim that is more uh, synonymous with someone who's just had their village blown up by, um, you know, bombs from terrorists and stuff. And I think he's, I think it was right. It's the right thing to say. He was saying, don't, don't voice your opinion and um, act as such a victim when, it's not uh i guess a comparable atrocity like real rights violations that this is probably where this is probably where i'm gonna push back because i agree with you that like human rights violations need to be so sort of weighed up but what are we saying that we're gonna we're gonna be okay with strict restricting people's freedoms now now the balance the balance here is i'm all for doing my thing around the two meters are you there simon i think we have a technical issue where simon has dropped out i hope are you there mate um i've connected to my phone's hotspot um I can't tell if it's like the whole house of what's happened, but um, oh, uh, I, I lost. I, I lost my power. Power. Mm. Okay, so we're probably not gonna have Simon for too much longer, um, depending how full his laptop battery was before this. Thank you That's for switching. Thank you for switching to Hotspot, and um, I love that Discord recovers so quickly like that. Yeah, I didn't even drop out of like the room at all. It was nice. It's amazing. Um, so, so, yeah, what, so what I was saying is the 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 thing that I always think about Simon is the sliding of expectation. Right. So yes we are not in afghanistan we are not getting our whole communities blown to pieces that is not happening but what i also don't want to see is us being conditioned to accept being on basically a high security lockdown like like jail you know Mm. and i was saying before you cut out that i'm all for the two meter thing, respecting health guidance so people don't catch anything off me, but I I don't think it's right for there to be in place at the moment a law that says if I'm outside at the wrong place, we can lock you up. I think it's fair and reasonable for me to jump in my car, drive down to Mission Bay and eat and eat a meat pie that I bought by non non contact means, right? Like, Absolutely. I, I should be able to get my pie, drive down to Mission Bay, sit there and eat two meters away from anyone. Mm-hmm. 
Alex Jones had a good word uh, word for it. He called it medical tyranny. And it's, it's kind of what it's like, right? They're using medical rules to enforce their tyranny. version of yeah. tyranny. <laughs> but you know what I mean? I, I'm so for the two meters. I'm so for wearing a mask. I actually mm. don't care if people want me to wear a mask. Fine. Uh, my daughter was going to a rugby game. Uh, it was the one of the Blenslow ones. We were on a train. A bunch of people weren't wearing a mask. My daughter did. I forgot mine, but I, I was I was prepared to kind of thing. I'm not weird about the mask. There there are there are people that are weird about the mask. Yeah, I mean, you you don't have to wear a mask, right? Me? For you? Yeah. No, I do because I don't have proof that it's a health requirement for me. Oh. I can uh, get I mean, the proof, the pe- yeah. but I have better things to do with my day. Yeah, that's the same thing. Like, it's just not worth it at that point. <clears throat> but that's what most people think. That's that's The people are just saying that about different things. That people who are you know, a little bit concerned about the vaccine just go, oh, it's just not worth it, I'll just get vaccinated. Like, lots of people think yeah. like that, and that's really sad. Mm. I know what you mean. Like, some some people have their values so twisted that they think, oh, I won't be able to travel again if I don't get vaccinated. Um, you want to compromise on your own bodily health just, <laughs> for, the, just for a holiday. Yeah. No, no one's traveling anyway, like... I know, like, you're going to get vaccinated, you're still not going to be able to travel, you're going to need to get a booster shot every year and still not be able to travel. Unless you're rich. I, I do have a friend that is, um, presumably stranded in Rarotonga right now. Oh, absolute horror show, I'm sure. <laughs> Um, that they were expected to come back last week and the government were making decisions around whether quarantine would be required and I'm not sure my colleague was anticipating uh, needing that 14 days mm-hmm. or more depending on what decisions have been made around Delta which I'm not actually aware. Imagine that. Surely they can't extend quarantine further. I mean... This 14-day thing's been so arbitrary from the beginning. It's just like a guess, right? And, and that that's another great point, Simon, because I was thinking, isn't it quite crude that we literally have to lock the country down? Our, like, because our, our official contact tracing app now has Bluetooth, like, tracing, where it can um, detect literally everyone you come close to which i think is really cool in an anonymous but also way. medical also also medical tyranny you know what i mean that but, that information in the hands of the government is not great news yep mm. i agree with that and but i just find it so crude are you telling me we don't have the technology to literally be able to tell people on their phones where they can go and where they can't go. Just just stay away from this bit. But you can go <laughs> to this bit. Yeah. yeah. Can't we just make the changes to Google Maps? 
so that it's got live updates of no-go areas. I'd be up for that, and, uh, and I'd wear a mask, of, and yeah, I'd do instead the of like two a meters. Sa- yeah, instead of a satellite um, filter, it's just <laughs> COVID no-go zone filter, and it's just green or red. And I'll say this, I'm not, I'm not anti-testing, so when I heard that so many locations, like literally virtually outside my front door were Bro, not not doxing myself but yeah they're all around me too <laughs> like outside my front door i got a test i was like yeah uh, i want to know if i've got it jeez no i haven't i haven't been at any of those locations during the window of time so i'm fine I'm, i have and, been and... quite hermit hermit like <sighs> <laughs> what i was gonna say simon is um, our Prime Minister's changed her advice to people. Initially, she said, well... Everyone. Everyone um, get a test. And then now she's saying only if you contacted. So we went and got a test just because where we live. We yeah. live so close to locations of interest. As you know, not going to dock myself. And also having, you know, vulnerable health. I don't have time for suddenly to end up with Delta and um, then go. I'll go downhill very quickly. So I'd rather know now if that's the case. So Last thing from me on COVID, and I don't have a hard source on this. Hopefully you might, Simon. But... I was reading an article the other day where it, it sort of lays out COVID as like the chicken pox. So you actually get just an effective immune response to COVID in terms of getting it again as a vaccine. So... That would, yeah. That would make sense, right? Because it's kind of a similar f- virus. So I'm sitting here like, yeah, you know, there's one quote that I've been sitting with and I don't know who said it. Jade has really not brought his notes today. You can tell, guys. Um, but someone said to me, the difference between COVID and poverty is that rich people can catch COVID. And that that's why, that's why there's any response at all. What That's probably re- true. What do you reckon? Yeah, yeah. There's the yeah the the people <laughs> in. Okay, unfortunately, I feel like we might be losing Simon. He will be making a concerted effort to get back online. I'm sure. I'll be right back. I'm just gonna check what's in the oven. Yes, please. Don't don't burn the house down. Great. Right back. So, just realigning, guys. We, we've been talking about COVID uh, this afternoon. If you have any sort of comments or things you'd like to raise about the vaccine, the virus, uh, your own experience, let us know in the chat. We will be over the moon to hear from you. 
Uh, but just while Simon's coming back on, are you there, mate? Can you hear me? Am I yeah, all good? I can, Do I, I can, can now. I, I can see you on my secondary view there. Good to have you back. Thank you. Thank you. I was just realigning the podcast, and I'd be really keen to move on um, now, Simon. So... Yeah, I think my power's come back on, so my connection should have improved a little bit, so... Oh, fantastic, fantastic. Mm. Um, But I wanted to kick things off just by talking a little bit about disability support, and actually not just disability support, but support in general for, like, the elderly or for Mm. people that just come up on an accident or unfortunate situations. Currently, the situation is that you often hire a sport worker. This is something you and I know lots about um, because of the work we do in the social sector. But That's right. does it really have to be that way? Does it? Are, are we I don't t- know. Like Humans cost a lot of money. You actually have to pay them to live to do various tasks and they need a reasonable amount of income to trade you their time you need to treat them kindly (laughs) there's that but I always that's a cost (laughs) I always make that a given though Simon so I'm always Um, yeah I always do that be um, kind not like Jacinda kind be be actual kind because mm. Jacinda will arrest you if you do anything she doesn't like Mm. Um, but you know, humans are great. They get older. Um, I know from my experience of receiving support, you know, people can get back problems and lifting that there's like a very formal process around lifting now. And, um, it's just not great for the end user being the disabled person. No, not at all. So, I wanted to bring to the table today a little snippet of what was called the AI event from Tesla. And during that event, they featured a not-yet-ready-for-preview, so very alpha-stage development uh, robot. And I'm going to cross to my clip now, if that's right. Oh, uh, yeah. Elon Musk said that what we just saw with the dancing was not real, but he did share a couple of slides showing what to expect from the Tesla bot. We'd be looking at a friendly 5'8 robot weighing only 125 pounds since it is built out of undisclosed lightweight materials. It would be able to carry 45 pounds and deadlift 150 pounds. The Tesla bot is not fast. It reaches speeds of up to 5 miles per hour. Musk joked about the bot, saying you would be able to run away from it and, most likely, overpower it. I'm not making that up. He also said, we certainly hope that this does not feature in a dystopian sci-fi movie. I'm not making that up either. One of the goals of the Tesla bot is to eliminate dangerous, repetitive, boring tasks. There was a slide on the technical details. The head would feature a screen to provide information to whomever's looking at the bot. It would run on Tesla's full self-driving computer with an autopilot system using eight cameras to help. 
AI is a big part of TeslaBot, with one slide mentioning the use of neural net planning, simulation, and multi-cam video neural networks. The bot will be using all the tools that are in Tesla cars. Musk said that one of the goals of the Tesla bot is to have it do things that it was not explicitly trained to do. Telling the bot to go get your groceries or attach a bolt to something should be doable. A prototype of the Tesla bot could be a reality in 2022. Mm, interesting. What do you think? It's pretty cool. Um, it's a that's a pretty light carry capacity, so that it's um it's not really hoisting you out of bed, but it could probably take your groceries, like they were saying in the video. Yeah, but cool. you know it's what it cool. can do. You know what it can do. It can operate the hoist that people use now. Hmm, that's very true. So yeah, it's the V1 is definitely not going to be manhandling the likes of me and anybody else, but it can operate the hoist. Yeah, now that's very cool. Um, it, I can't imagine it's going to be an accessible piece of technology for a while, just like price-wise. Surely, you know, it's talking about all those parts and eight cameras to make sure it can drive. That's that's a lot of uh, technology in that little robot um like not that i don't agree with what you're saying but you could also say that tesla the tesla vehicles are quite expensive and i don't know about you man but they're definitely popping up all around me i mean can, can mm. i can i afford one right at the moment probably not like i probably could at a stretch but you know i've got mm -hmm. other priorities um but yeah that they're gonna become more the norm and this is what i'm really excited about i mean i don't mind saying a part of my work is dealing with the unions and and they're always they're always wanting more minimum pay they're always wanting better conditions they're always wanting wanting flexibility on their end um but disabled people and families like I don't know if I share this a lot online that they don't have a lot of options like the reality no. is the reality is for a lot of families doing the level four lockdown right now um, that there is a possibility that support workers are not coming and the government has oh, they're not they're not they're, it's, it's okay it's, you, um, you tell us it's really I wasn't sure what yeah, you no. were what you were going to share didn't want to lead you into that yeah no it's um well i can just say what i've seen through social media and lots of people uh just having their workers stay home and pay their family members to be their support and that's happening or they're that, either pay, getting paid or they're just not getting paid you know i've seen carer support been has changed recently so they can so you can pay your family members with that that's good so yeah, yeah. get some cash into the pockets of some families and i'm sitting here with this idea like i i travel a lot and and i'm really like let me be clear i'm really super fortunate that hannah has sort of like engineered her life around what i do that's not a secret um probably to you or any of the fair familiar that that's how we roll what i'm doing hannah's doing 
Um, but in the future, what if there was like a cloud drive for these robots, right? The robot walked with me down to my garage to make sure I was okay. You know, I got in a taxi to the airport, whatever the situation. I used my cloud drive to log into another bot at the airport. They get me through security. They carry my bags. And then I use my cloud drive again when I'm in Wellington. It's my same bot on my USB with all my settings, but I've interacted with like four different bots. Mm. Even better, you don't even need a USB because it's in the cloud drive. But yeah, it's like the Lime scooter, but for robot um, yeah, support. Well, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's just like the Lime scooter, but yeah. Well, I was just thinking... Personally, personally AI does um, molded robot, robot. I take your point about cloud drive meaning in the cloud, but why I was oh, thinking right. the USB would be important would be for, like, two-factor authentication or something. Oh, yeah. It could be fingerprint controlled or something. Amazing. But I just thought I'd bring that to the table because this this podcast is not totally about disability content but i just thought it was an interesting piece of information and you know i've been really really into thinking about how we transform support because humans do degrade a lot faster than machines and um you know the the last thing i'd say on this simon i i think Human interaction is such a needed thing for us all, but but I think not many people get to experience the complexities of a support relationship. It can be it can be rewarding, it can be enjoyable, but it can also get really intense and complicated at times. Uh, depending what the situation is. And being a disabled person, when you have someone that you rely on sort of say, I need to take six months leave or I need to pivot my lifestyle and I have something else to do, like, we're not narcissists or anything, but that that takes a lot of, like, mental capacity to say, okay, they're within their rights to do that, but now I've got to do all this other administration to get a replacement, and it can kind of be draining. Absolutely, though. I mean, you, yeah, you said it's such a such a deep and complicated dynamic, but it's so intertwined as well. You know, like it's um, yeah, one once you're really accustomed to it you can notice it once it's um once it changes i do know a lot of my wheel blacks mates um have like married their nurses from from when mm. they were in rehab stuff like that so it is intense but not yet not everyone's that lucky uh to marry their nurse and stuff like that mm. and is it is it rude to joke call that stockholm syndrome <laughs> could be hannah's made me a brownie and i think she's gonna like pour some yogurt over that bad boy it's gonna be yum it's gonna be yum. oh wow 
I was not included in this dessert experience. That's unfair. Hey, man, if Uber Eats was working, I would have literally put some in a car and sent it over to you, man. <laughs> but not even that's working. I think that's a travesty. That is a travesty. What is the increase in risk of having Uber Eats run? Of having... Un Honestly, if having takeaways open and doing click and collect stuff, mate, it is tough. We should to protest say. just for that, Simon. Uh, even just for the fruit <laughs> and veggie markets and the butcher shops and, you know, like, it's annoying that the supermarkets are open, but butcher shops can't because they're not essential. Oh, we've, we've been able to work with one. Yeah, our... The one that we've been to before, our butcher. Now, they're not allowed to be physically open, but they're allowed to do deliveries. Yeah, so okay. you, you can't come to their shop, but they are able to contactless deliver to you. But um, how many butchers actually deliver? Not many, I, I guess. But the one that we go to, they do do delivery. We helps that because you're... Um... In a quite densely populated area, it's a bit easier for them to do deliveries. Mm. Or do you get your meat delivered from somewhere outside of where you live? No, we smear, man. So just kind of, like, west a little bit. West side? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but anyway, that, this is going to be the most god-awful uh, segue in history, but... <laughs> so, sort of the other, the other story I'm bringing to the table today is a little bit of information about what the hell is going on in Afghanistan and like Simon I'm not actually allowed to stream uh, the scene that everybody probably wants me to replay uh, with the people literally falling off the um the, the uh, military aircraft, I forget what they call those. The we Hercules? I don't know. That's the Hercules, <laughs> yeah. People literally dropping off the landing gear. I can't play that. It's uh, against community guidelines, but... Um, that's a pretty quick TOS. Yeah. <laughs> but we all, we all know the one. Apparently the news is allowed to play it, but we aren't. But, mm -hmm. Simon, I, I have another clip, and I'm just going to play this, and we can talk a little bit more about the Taliban situation. I have an interesting theory I'd like to share. Okay, let, let's just play the clip, and then we'll come to that. Nice. It's not playing. Let me... Hi, my name's Joe Biden. I like to touch kids and sniff their hair. And eat ice cream. With our military leaders and intelligence personnel, with our diplomats and our development experts, with the Congress and the Vice President, as well as with Mr. Ghani and many others around the world, I've concluded that it's time to end America's longest war. It's time for American troops to come home. Oh, he decided. <laughs> right. The reality is that it was decided already by the Trump administration, because they were the ones that set that pesky May 1st deadline, the deadline that Biden ultimately decided to push back. So in keeping with that agreement and with our national interest, the United States will begin our final withdrawal, begin it on May 1 of this year. 
Uh, yeah, that's when we were supposed to be out, but only if the Taliban were meeting the conditions of the peace agreement. Which, surprise, surprise, they weren't. According to a United Nations report, since mid-April, not coincidentally after Biden's speech, the Taliban launched more than 5,500 attacks in 31 of 34 provinces. And 20 groups, including Al-Qaeda and ISIS, were fighting alongside the Taliban against the Afghan population and security forces. And even with these attacks by the Taliban and their associates, and even with reports that US intelligence was predicting that the Taliban would eventually, if not imminently, take over the country, President Biden was adamant that it wasn't going to happen. Is a Taliban takeover of Afghanistan now inevitable? No, it is not. Because you have the Afghan troops have 300,000 well-equipped, as well-equipped as any army in the world, and an air force against something like 75,000 Taliban. It is not inevitable. Now, when I first saw this, I thought that maybe Joe Biden was trying to downplay the situation. Think about it. If Biden said, yeah, of course the Taliban are likely to take over the country, it would have instantly delegitimized the Afghan security forces and the government. Mr. President, thank you very much. Your own intelligence community has assessed that the Afghan government will likely collapse. That is not true. Is it, can you please clarify what they have told you about whether that will happen or not? That is not true. They did not, they didn't, did not reach that conclusion. Except that they did reach that conclusion. Back in June, the Wall Street Journal reported that U.S. intelligence agencies were saying that it could happen as soon as six months after the withdrawal of the U.S. military. Why, you ask? Well, remember the thousands of attacks by the Taliban that started in mid-April? Well, as it turns out, those well-equipped Afghan security forces frequently surrendered without a fight, leaving their Humvees and other American-supplied equipment to the Taliban. Mm. Perfect Flawless dismount. So that's what happened, and uh... And I'm so grateful for that video from Don't Walk Run Productions on YouTube. We'll provide links to all of this stuff on the uh, repost on YouTube and on Odyssey. We are now on Odyssey, by oh, the way. Cool. That soft announcement there. Okay. Um, yeah, that's what happened, Simon. Yeah, I mean, the... <laughs> The fact that all millions, maybe billions of dollars of military equipment just got left behind without any sort of fight, just kind of wow. like handed over. <laughs> um, they, they, yeah, they, there's, depending on your view on Afghanistan, some people believe that, you know, the Taliban were only an enemy by name and um, we're actually just, um, and the only reason, so what I was saying with the theory before, some people are saying that the only reason the states were in afghanistan is because that they wanted to control and make money off of the um, world's poppy and heroin trade because most of it comes out of afghanistan and so they wanted to put their security forces in there and make sure that they were taking that cut and somebody made the connection between um the announcement of when 
the Americans first proposed that they wanted to pull out of Afghanistan around 2016 was when um, the sharp spike in fentanyl started showing up in America's heroin, and that's because that fentanyl was coming from China. And so the reason that we've moved out of um, Afghanistan is that all of the heroin in the United States is now coming from China with the fentanyl. And now who are we talking about the most? Yeah, exactly. China. Mm. Simon, but, um, you're, yeah, you're so, really so good at drawing dots. Well, uh, the dots were drawn by others, right? Like, this is just me repeating what other, what other people that I've seen on social media say, and it makes sense or is at least interesting enough to entertain with some sort of um, consideration. But yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I can't remember the number, but it's tens of billions of dollars of money of heroin comes out, like, of, is made from um, Afghanistan a year. Well, I had no idea. Not, not of that fact. I, I did understand that the U.S. actually funded the Taliban for for a lot of what it was doing in Afghanistan. And they sort of made them what they are as a terrorist group. Mm. Yeah, they sure did. And then I don't know. I don't know if we want to go there about the whole nine eleven thing, but, but <laughs> we we all know. Like again, no hard sources, but I think we've all figured out by now that it was an inside job. Yeah, I mean, you can't. You... <laughs> It's sad to think some people don't understand that yet. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's that's what I've got on the table. I mean, the the Tesla bot, I'm super excited about, and we're gonna have to wait um, till 2022 to even see a prototype. So, I got a lot of living to do before then. That's what well, happened. Sorry. You know what will happen is, it's just clicked. We've only just heard about the Tesla bot, but what's happened with the other billionaires of the year is that as soon as one does it, the others got to do it, and better and sooner. So just like there was the billionaire space race, I'm predicting the billionaire robot race. It's here. It's online. Simon Anderson said it first. Uh, The Echo Robot is coming. (laughs) Echo Robot. Echo Alexa robot. Yeah, or Alexa bot. Or just Alexa, you know, a walking, talking um, support Alexa. That could get really exciting for not only the support space, but, um, you, you know, the thing about nurses that they weren't on my schedule to be talking about today, but I'm aware they've, they've had some strikes recently and. What if these bots could alleviate some of the uh, more medial kind of jobs? Mm. You, you know, the jobs like turning people. What if the Tesla bot could do that? And the nurse could be focusing on, like, medical procedures and medication. Mm. It's gonna yeah, Surgical support? Surgical support. I mean, we already have remote bots, right? We mm-hmm. have surgeons operating over either fiber connection or five G by robot hands right now. So, um, we yeah. are on the cusp of the future 
for people who love the movie iRobot, um, we were, we're almost there. <laughs> uh, I was wondering if that was going to come up. I've got no no fears about that personally, and um, Elon would have to convince us that he's he's baked in the laws of robotics, so he'd have to prove um, what would happen if the robot was given a command to harm someone. Um, he'd have to prove that on stage and, you know, he'd probably have to submit to the, um, what is it, the FCC and all those people that get into machinery and stuff like that. But personally, I've got no concerns because they'd never let that happen. There, there will be some outlying circumstances, I'm sure, like w how will the robot react in a car crash how will it react in um domestic violence situations because they're definitely gonna observe those um but i'm still really excited to see uh what comes out I i'm putting all my hopes and dreams right at the moment on the tesla bot i think <laughs> yeah i mean i'm just just thumbing through the possibilities of what a tesla bot could help me with um you know just like all the the stuff around the house or like you're going on like a, um, this is super <laughs> stupid but i was just thinking going on a surf trip you could just have your tesla bot perched up on the sand dunes just filming you you know just like giving you perfect waves or towing you into a wave you've just you get like the tesla bot to tow you into a wave other oh, possibilities are endless really relevant well, Simon, that's all I've got for today, and I was thinking that might be a cool place to leave it. Um, anything totally. else you wanted to say before we wrapped up? Sorry about the um, the stream issues with the connection. Uh, I'll have to uh, make sure that whatever happened, particularly think maybe a fuse blew or something, because um, all the power in my room just went out, um, or, it was, or it was the whole house, but I'll make sure that doesn't happen again. But uh, it's been good to get in front of the camera again, like I said. Thank you for having me, uh, Jade and Hannah. Oh, good to see you both. Good to see you both well. It's so good to be back with you, Simon, and look forward to the rebrand of the podcast as we um, as we go forward. And like, it's a good excuse to get in front of a photographer when, when we're finally, finally allowed to and do a bit, bit of promo for this thing. Uh, but for now, we'll guys... Back-to-back -back finger guns. Finger back guns. Back-to-back finger guns, yeah. The, what are they, Charlie's Angels? Yeah. Love it. Really look forward to that. It doesn't look like we're going to be out of lockdown anytime soon, especially when the case numbers are still rising and things like that. But, Simon, it's been too long. Stoked to see you again. I think we had dinner yeah. together a month ago, was it? Uh, honestly, it just feels like the time slips away between our <laughs> visits and catch up it's just bizarre um but we've got a bit of a uh schedule to commit to so i think sundays catch up yeah yeah get, yeah grab a nice afternoon beverage and and sit back and enjoy some two dudes and sometimes hannah rambling to each other thank you for everybody that's uh been in the chat this afternoon just sitting back and wondering what the hell we're on about um do subscribe to the channel to catch us again soon. But for now, guys, 
Thank you for being a part of the channel. Thank you for being a part of the journey. Please stay awesome. And Simon? And we'll see you all in the next one.